Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is The Big Radical and thank you very much for joining me. We talk about absolutely everything here from life, love, business, embarrassing moments, things I wish I knew when I was younger, what kinds of foods give you a beautiful booty, house therapy going, and so much more. Let's unpack all this together. I am Erin Robinson. Let's get radical. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Keeping It Radical with your boy, The Big Radical, also known as Radical Robinson, also known as Aaron Robinson. I am very excited for another episode with you guys today. I have a very special guest, very close to my heart. He is here for another return, and it is the beautiful, the wonderful, the very special Scott Townsend. Hello, hubby bubby. Hey, beautiful. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. I thought that you'd leave me after the last episode, but you stuck around, so there you go. Oh, I didn't leave you. Not yet, anyways. No, no. And I had a really good dinner for anyone that was following along after the last. I did make tacos. You did, yeah. So follow up. He always reverts back to that taco kit, but that's okay, because tonight, kids, tonight Scott's getting pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. Can we do something different than pizza? No, no, I'm going to get pizza. You can get whatever you want. That's the beauty of Skip the Dishes and and all those lovely apps. They're saving marriages across Canada, folks, because you can literally get whatever you want and your spouse can get whatever they want. And the best part is, is there's not that, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that because they have to choose themselves. It is mint. Okay, so you're getting pizza. I'm probably going to get freshy or chopped yes. leaf. That's what it's going to be. Ten but you're not getting any of my protein shake tonight. That's okay. Uh, that's fair. So, Scott, I'm very excited for you to come back on my podcast today without any bullying of me at home. I didn't bully you to the listeners no. out there. I did not bully Scott whatsoever. It's just the feedback we got f- about you on the podcast was great. So Aww. I wanted to bring you back because our last podcast that we did with each other, we talked a lot about our relationship. We, yeah. ta- we touched a little bit on what you do for work, but we didn't really talk about it. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to bring you back because you have such a wealth of knowledge. You are an entrepreneur. You I try. start companies. You build companies. You do so much now with the estates and all that. I just really wanted to kind of dive into your work life a little bit and how uh-oh. you balance that. I know. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> hey, I said work life, not personal life. Okay, okay good, good. We're clear. <laughs> So our secrets are safe for now until the next episode. Then we'll talk about our personal shit. But I kind of want to talk to you about your entrepreneurial life and how that kind of bleeds into everything else, your lifestyle, your mental health, your physical health, and kind of things that you've learned and some feedback that you would give to new entrepreneurs trying to start out and start their own thing. So... Shall we get started? Yes, I'm an open book. And I love talking about entrepreneurship. It's it's a passion of mine. I've been, uh, you know, building businesses since I was a young guy, like I mentioned the, the last podcast. And I love helping people grow. That's my passion. Actually, last night, I was privileged to uh, have my car pampered by uh, a brand new business I've never interacted with. It's Cree Auto Detailing. They're out on Enoch. And small business owner solid hustler the guy showed up at five o'clock took the job after working full day the full day he was at his nine to five he was great the car yeah. came out looking amazing uh and he had some some pretty powerful and important questions uh so we're gonna link up while i'm on vacation and we'll do a remote call and i'll i'll instill some of my wisdom and tips and tricks i love that stuff though i thrive what what good is knowledge and experience if you don't share it out right well ex- exactly and yeah. i think online is so amazing for that information sharing. Mm. And so this kind of segues me into you build companies, you start companies, you you do a plethora 
of shit. <laughs> I don't just sit still, essentially. That. Yeah, it's true. It, exactly. And, you know, for the radicals out there, it drives me a little crazy sometimes where I'm it like, does. can we just sit still? No. And I say we because when Scott doesn't sit, skill, sit still, Aaron doesn't sit still because Scott doesn't let Aaron sit still. So I'm just always like, can we just have 15 minutes, please? But when you started your whole entrepreneurship, you started building computers out of your parents' shed of the backyard. And yep. then you got into the tech space and that kind of stuff. But at what point when you were younger, did you kind of look at yourself as somebody that wanted to build things rather than just work a nine to five and manage something? You know, I think that's one of the most <clears throat> interesting and intimate stories uh, and very personal to me. Uh, so as some of your listeners might know, it's certainly a lot of our friends and family, um, the, the monarchy and, and the royal family is very important to our family, you know. And in something that <clears throat> I took to heart growing up was, uh, I, much like countless others, I was infatuated with Princess Diana and her story. And it wasn't, you know, it, the Disney princess cliche. It was that there was this rather normal individual at the time who dedicated her life in service of others to be cutting edge, to go against the norm of an institution that withstood centuries and, mm -hmm. and tons of industrial pressure. So I found that very fascinating. And the fact that like this woman had her basic needs met, like she'd wake up in the morning, she could get breakfast, there was a roof over her head and it left an abundance of time and, and gift that she could have taken and used in any number Resources, of ways. Yeah. yeah. But she invested it in helping other people. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? Growing up quite poor uh, in the beginning, my family and I, obviously understood that every dollar counted so mm -hmm. I stressed at a young age about money and I thought wow wouldn't that be cool to just have your bills met um, and be able to wake up and give of yourself every day and that's uh, part of I guess the the formation and and when God put in my heart the estate so so yeah. for the listeners all of the little radicals out there radicals. what is the estates because uh, we get a lot of questions about this and when people ask me as your spouse they're like estate who does he think he is and so then that's <laughs> just where I sit there and I'm like okay this conversation is going to go nowhere because we're not in the right mind frame to talk about this yeah. type of thing but what what is the estates and like should we maybe roll back the wheels a little bit and kind of talk about inks and stuff and like no I think starting at the estates is and it's funny that you made mention to that point uh, people quite often react negatively when mm -hmm. they are jealous uh, they don't understand uh, and it's out of the norm right <clears throat> people are most comfortable in society when the group or the flock is doing the same think about Fazed. We were talking about, you know, you know, physical fitness recently. Mm -hmm. Think about Fazed. You always would pick on the guy that was sitting out, right? Because he was the oddball. He was the non-conformer, right? That was me. <laughs> well, that's me too. I'm a non-conformer and I'm, I'm happy about it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, the estates is, is something that I've been, I've had in my heart since I was really, really young. And there's people even now, I've had people at, at hotel desks look at me and be like, you're primary? Hey, if that's your attitude walking through life not understanding something and that's how you react i mean so what is the estates and how so, is the estates formed what yeah. what is held in the estates what is the estate so uh our family is towns and estates it's our lineage but towns and estates and trust is an entity of its own isn't it um so it's essentially a a trust a body that 
governs assets that our family owns. We're much different in our family, I think, than the traditional um, model of, I guess, family or citizens or wealth-seeking individual who seeks to top up their own bank account. The whole principle behind the estates, when I was a child, God put in my heart was, again, built on that principle of 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 what I saw mm-hmm. the give back uh, from Princess Diana was, was that, you know, I only need so many houses. I only need so many cars. I just need basic needs. And I can give back to those who put me in that position. So the whole principle behind the estates is that the money, the profits that are driven up to the top are mm-hmm. looked at by us and our trustees. And we figure out where we're going to spend that back and, and share it out to enrich the lives of those who have enriched us, right? That is how business should be done. That is how relationship and community is built. Um, but it is such an anomaly in the business community and in society. We're, mm-hmm. you know what, no fault to our own as humans, we're very self-serving, but uh, the estate seeks to break that. I was recently asked by our, uh, it was a meeting uh, that you were at by one of our uh, tax attorneys and trustees. We keep talking about the beneficiaries. We keep talking about the future beneficiaries. You and Aaron don't have children. And I said, yeah. And what's what's your point about that? Well, what's going to happen to all this money? What's going to happen to all these businesses? I said, well, after I'm long gone and my husband's long gone, you think about it, the staff that are continuing to serve the estates, they have daughters and, and sisters and loved ones and, and needs. Those need to be continued to be met. And that's the whole point of the estates. You and me only need so many vacations to Bali, but how much more beautiful is that if we can enrich people one day to make it there themselves? Or maybe we enrich people within Bali because they serve the estates and give back to them. So I really like this, and I like the idea of giving back. Now, you like to give back in big ways. It's a culture, yeah. You also like to give back in little ways. I want the little radicals to actually, I want you to tell all the little radicals about your new little food program that you kind of have started with the estates. Yeah, it's, and again, some of these things are, are internal that we try to keep close to our chest because it's not meant to brag. One thing that I I dislike about TikTok. I love all those happy moments mm-hmm. where there's a guy running up to a homeless guy being like, you know, can I get you, you know, can I, do you have a dollar? And he gives him 50,000, yeah. but he's like yeah. sitting there with his arm around him. Like that's, that's greed on the big screen as far as I'm concerned. So I'm quite, quite timid on some of that stuff, but absolutely. I'd love to share that out. And it's something that I'm very, very proud of. And it brought me to tears the first day that we issued it. Uh, so it was one of the big givebacks that we were able to do uh, to start for our team and those who serve the estates throughout the group of companies is now we're issuing $150 grocery gift cards to people every month. And that's, that's beneficiaries. Awesome. Thank you. I, thanks be to God. It's not thanks to us. It's We've been blessed to be put in this position and it's right to share that out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to know that there's people who have been food insecure that now can rely on that. And I wouldn't be able to give that to them if all the other basic needs of the company and the team and our family were met. My team works incredibly hard making sure that I can big vision think, I can focus on driving the boat, ensuring that revenue is coming in and opportunities are there. And they should benefit from that. So that is actually something I want. <clears throat> Ooh, I feel like I got a frog in my th- a frog in my throat. But that's one thing that I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit more about. Yeah. Is from a spouse perspective. Oh my God, I'm gonna analyze you. Oh right no, now. spousal a, comments. Watch out, folks. Comments, watch out, little <laughs> radicals. This is gonna get real. 
being your spouse and being a third party looking at your growth and everything. Mm-hmm. You say your team and all of the stuff, but you really, I would say, the team you're talking about, you really brought into flourishing within about the last year and a half to two years. So force, yes. what was the process of being an entrepreneur wanting to handle everything? What was the process from going from that state of mind to I need a team how am I going to build out a team and how do I start giving more to them and taking from me what was the process of that like you know that was driven by a need to delegate and to really trust others wait hold on just for all the radicals out there scott is great at delegating housework to me (laughs) when it comes to work work scott don't delegate a whole lot (laughs) but and that's i agree i i think i'm really good with you with housework but it wasn't my forte and it was something that and i think this is something that every entrepreneur can really speak to and i certainly uh coach my 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 team members and new entrepreneurs on it is your business is no different than a baby it can't dress itself it can't Mm -hmm. walk talk feed itself that is your job so you can expect that one would get you know fear and anxiety from trusting these processes and and the day-to-day with somebody else i couldn't be where i am today without my team and it came to a point where if I want to grow, I'm going to need others. And again, I'm not 100% the guy for marketing. I'm not 100% the guy for accounting. I'm not 100% guy, the guy for sales. I've been blessed with, you know, a complement of skills that I can apply in different verticals and businesses, but I still need to rely on people and their speciality, right? Like in, in where their skill set lies, where their passion lies. And once I tapped into that, I found my true potential mm-hmm. and that's powerful right and we all need a team around us and it's something I preach to my entrepreneurs is you know whether it is family it's paid for or not a team is a team surround yourself with people right that can support and back you up I also find too in big times of trauma mm-hmm. as well as hard times that's kind of when the biggest opportunities of growth come now in the last couple of years of you really trying to or not trying but really building a team you yeah. did it throughout covid mm-hmm. now as your husband you're probably going to kill me as soon as i say this comment no, no. but as your husband i really feel that when covid happened that was the pivotal turning point for you work got mm-hmm. really busy as well as when um your mom passed, I found that that was something for you that it shifted your mindset big time. And that's why I say, you're going to get mad at me, but that's why I say in times of really hard times, it forces people to take a left and it's how you deal with that. And what I'm saying is from that, you completely transformed the way you look at business, the way you look at life. I feel like I see so much of your mom in you, but I feel like that was a big pivotal turning point for you from a mental health mindset point. Am I wrong? Not at all. No, and you know, the loss of my mom and the passing of my mom and the beauty that I experienced at that time really helped shape the next few years of my life and my journey. And it's astonishing um, to see, because most people I think would maybe not apply their grief in the way I Mm-hmm. had but I was taught from a very young age by my mom to compartmentalize God gave me that ability and 
it was something that I leveraged in a time of crisis. And it allowed me to build an entirely new business. It helped me to streamline processes. And you know what? It it taught me something more powerful than all of that together. It was that I didn't need to rely on the thoughts and opinions of other people around me. Wow. And that is a huge thing for an entrepreneur. You know, you always want to care, but you never allow yourself to care to the point where it alters your thoughts or decisions. Mm -hmm. You're in the position and the place that you are in life because you've relied on your gut, on your skill, and you've been blessed. Let's be honest. You've been supported by those around you, but it's you. And I find that that was a big challenge post or pre-losing my mother and and pre-COVID was that I relied a lot on other people's input and direction. And I'm very firm in in applying boundaries now and I don't apologize. And it's funny to watch people almost squirm. Boundaries are not something in 2022, let alone 2023, that's that's normalized. But I have no problem saying no. And I've enriched my life with every no I've said. I feel because it's allowed me to express my truest feelings. Well, even in our relationship too, talking about setting boundaries, mm-hmm. just even in our relationship, all the radicals out there, I've noticed Scott sets boundaries. I now. have to. And it's something that I look up to you for because that's something that me and you Thanks, talk a lot about with my therapy and just like, just mental health mm-hmm. is I am not good at setting boundaries. I'm very much that people pleaser and I almost I don't want to say I let people walk all over me, but I kind of We all do. do to some degree because we want society, society adorns us with, a, you know, a thought of how we are mm-hmm. to interact with other people. Take your cell phone, for instance. Did it not start with my cell phone? The cell phone is the most amazing device ever brought into existence. I would say less, you know, compared to life-saving cancer treatments. Yeah. Like, it's pretty impressive, eh? But there's this amazing thing that's happened where everybody knows that when they send a text, you get a ding. Everybody knows that you are as responsive and as addicted to that that device and that what is that? Mm -hmm. That you're immediately going to look at it. So the expectation is that you immediately respond back so they get that dopamine hit too. There's actually, when it comes to Instagram... There's science behind it. Well, there is science Mm. behind it. And when it comes to Instagram and social media, Mm -hmm. now I find... I may get a message and I may read it, but I mark it as unread until like I am ready to reply to it or until That's I have healthy. time. That's but healthy. But the amount that I feel bad about it, I'm like, oh, no, that person is going to see that I read it. Society makes <laughs> us feel that way. So that's why I say is setting boundaries, right? So a family friend of mine recently sent me a, a big, long uh, message on, on LinkedIn, and it was quite emotionally involved. And I'm an empath. I'm very emotionally mm-hmm. driven, but I've learned to uh, put my emotions in the correct situation in the correct bucket and uh in any event it was filled with emotion it was all this you haven't talked to me i haven't seen you why are you ignoring me and i sat there and i realized that people will always indicate to you the Mm -hmm. areas that you've changed or grown because Mm. they don't like it they want you to be that same version of yourself so true so powerful reality is is every season is a new every season in nature so if you're not doing that internally at least once a season once a cycle once a year Mm -hmm. you're going to be farther behind and your mental health will suffer and that's one thing that i had to covet above all else even even our relationship at times um it's hard you know it's very hard to to manage what i manage in a day and the people and the situations behind the people i find compartmentalization helps a lot but um again if i didn't practice self-care you are 
just like me, no different. Mm -hmm. You are your best revenue generating asset. Yeah. I am the estates. Less our assets and less our revenue generating businesses. I am the estates. I can bring in that revenue. I can replicate that. If I don't take care of that, everything would fall underneath of me. And I'm, I'm conscious of that, right? And it would be irresponsible of me to do otherwise. So, okay. So talking about all this, how do you stay mentally healthy and aware? And how do you keep a healthy lifestyle while juggling all these different projects, hats, people, relationships. How do you do it? Supplier delays. Oh my God, so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people from the other side of you Canada. Know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's good. And forgive me saying this on a show with two gay men, but I do it on my knees. It's my faith. Ooh. Yes. Saucy. Yeah, but it's girl. my it's my faith. Uh, you know, I, since I was a little boy coming out as, as a gay man uh, in a world that I didn't understand, I knew God loved me you know, before I knew that mm -hmm. it had been written down by man that that was wrong. Um, but it's my faith. You know, if, if I'm stressed, I turn to God. If I'm, if I'm sad, I turn to God. If I'm happy, I turn to God, right? And he's really built me up in, in ways that a normal human, and you, you know this in, in times of distress, like my grief with my mother, that um, you're tapping into something completely different um, to heal from stuff like that at depths that you can get to with grief. Grief's a beast, eh? Um, so, and it's, it's, it's no different. It, it looks, feels, and interacts in your environment and your day, much like uh, countless other emotions. Um, so again, being conscious, uh, and I, I like to stop now. I find that I'm becoming this really good observer. You it, are. It's very strange you. to watch, actually. It is odd to do because it is almost a superpower to sit in a room and observe without interacting, judging, thinking, understanding, processing. It is... You do it. And I'm like, Scott, are you okay? It's like, I'm just watching and listening. I'm like, oh my God, I'm just not observing. you. And no, and it with is. somebody with, you know, ADHD like me, it's, it is a challenge, but it, I find it, it provides clarity because it allows me to disassociate from my emotions for a time so I can make a sound business decision. Mm -hmm. So you also go to the gym quite regularly. Yes. I kind of got you to come with me and then now you do it you on your own. You transformed me with that, Aaron. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, you. you did. You've absolutely. never said this to me in person. Person. Well, speak, no, but speak all your truths right now, so all the radicals know. We need more episodes for that. <laughs> oh, <Townsend. laughs> and I need to know what you're making for dinner after. <laughs> you want to be buttered up? More tacos? No, pizza. <laughs> oh, okay, so you work out yes, regularly. Absolutely. What Talk does that do for your lifestyle on top of everything else? Does it clear your head? Does it kind of get you in that mind frame? Like, what does working yeah. out do for you? You know, physical health is something that I've struggled with. Right, mm -hmm. I modeled when I was young, and then I gained a bunch of weight, and I didn't much care. For, for doing anything with my body. I just really struggled in relationships. And I think that's part of where my body, body dysmorphia yeah, too is a big one. It is. And it's something I've struggled with, you know, my entire life. But really, the accidents that I'd been in, uh, my car accidents that had put me in perpetual pain mm -hmm. were what drove me back to fitness with you. I met Antonio and his team at Bold Fitness and it's it's changed my life. It saved my life. You know, I, I no longer get Botox in the base of my skull and in five or ten places across the back of my head, in my jaw and my forehead. It's now mobility and movement and strength training. My body can support itself. And a funny and amazing and beautiful thing happens when you start to love your body and when you feel like your body mm -hmm. is supporting you, you want nothing more than to support your body. And, exactly. And yeah, something that I think I've learned through that whole journey is is even on the days that I don't want to do it, I do it because, and I specifically say this to myself, is that 
you know, on the shittiest day where you are depressed or sad or sick, your body gets up and does everything it needs to do. Blinks those eyes, lets you take a big old poop, you know, (laughs) everything. And make sure that you're taken care of at your worst or at your best. So it's your job to do the same. Again, we're creatures of service. I think we've lost that and we need to get back to that. So again, it's, it's all mental health driven and it, it helps me clear my mind. For me as a non-neurotypical person, I'm neurodivergent, I have ADHD, working out is the one and only time my mind is silent. It is silent. And it is halfway through the exercise usually in my routine, which mm-hmm. I usually stick with a similar routine because again, yeah. that's the way my mind works. And uh, I realize that I have not had a singular thought or a cacophony of thoughts to process while doing something. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it, Townsend. And thank you very much. I love that I was able to give that to you or share that with you. Well, and you took care of, you have, and I'll tell all the listeners, it was Aaron's treat to me. And it, you know, it's, it's, it is quite expensive. Um, but it was part of my, my, my healthcare plan. I very much value Antonio and his team. And he's very much part of my, my healthcare uh, team, it, just like Danny is, um, yeah. and, and my day-to-day medic. So. so Townsend, before we wrap this up, what are two pieces of advice that you can give to new entrepreneurs Ooh. wanting to go out on their own, as well as a piece of advice for entrepreneurs to keep that healthy body, mind, soul mindset mm-hmm. while trying to navigate the world of entrepreneurship? Two things I would Little give nuggets. you is tips. You need some gold nuggets. Okay. Two ones. Two I'd give to you is, well, we talked about it originally. If it's not inherent, outsource it, hire it, or marry it. That's being a good entrepreneur. So that's number one. If it ain't your forte, make quick work of it. If you got to take a second job to make some extra funds to pump in your business, do it. But if you're not the person for the job, hire it out. Second of all, and this is one of my favorites now, is collect haters. Collect them. Put them on a shelf. Point them out, highlight them. The second you get a hater, you're making it. The second people say something to you, you're doing something right. I like that. We do love our haters. I love love my haters. All my little radicals, that was another episode of Keeping It Radical with your boy, Aaron Robinson, and his husband, Scott Townsend. And that's about it. I love you guys. Talk to you later.